welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, to the next episode of Dick Rogers' Space Detective. So, we've got another Nerds member here today as a guest, but once they got here and started talking to Joanna about their cat, it was all over. We can try to get started recording this intro for an hour. Even I'll admit, Mr. Billingsley is a really cute cat. But Mike and I had to excuse ourselves after the second slideshow of pictures, or we'd never get this episode introed. Do you want to try to get their attention again while I set this up a little? Uh, sure. So, we've got another episode originally featured in our second livestream performance last year. The script for Dick Rogers and the Family Jewels was written by Sybil Wainwright and originally broadcast September 14th, 1953. The tone of this what one is really... you started recording already? Listen, we've been trying to get going here for an hour. We had to start sometime. Sorry, this is all my fault. No, no, not at all. It's Mr. Billingsley's fault for being so cute. <laughs> Seriously, though, let's roll if we're gonna roll. Sorry, folks, we got a little sidetracked. Where did you get to? I was just going to talk about the tone oh, of the... but we should probably introduce our guest. Listeners at home, please welcome A.Z. Walter. Hello! We're so happy you could join us today. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I haven't really gotten out of the house much the last couple of years. You and me both. The Dick Rogers live streams we did last year were really my primary social interactions. So it's been really great to see you all again and get caught up. So that's why you have 8 billion cat photos to show us. And it's wonderful to have you here, AZ. Tell us a little about yourself. There's not much to say. I was raised by really hardcore mimes, so I didn't hear a human voice other than my own until I was six and we moved out of the commune. I visited 37 different countries. The social media accounts I built for my cat, Mr. Billingsley, have over 50 million followers. Oh, and in my free time, I've been working on a series of sci-fi fantasy novels. Oh, yeah, that's all very run-of-the-mill. Yes, I wanted to touch base on those novels before we got sidetracked with Mr. Billingsley. Again, sorry. He's just so cute, I got carried away. I totally understand. Anyway, you said you've been working on the project for how long? Since, I guess, 2004. I feel like I haven't gotten very far. I'm only up to book 82. The what? Well, it's just, I've got this whole plotline planned out, and I'm barely halfway through. Any plans to publish? Well, I've had some interest from publishers, but I don't want it to end up being a Game of Thrones situation where I never actually finish the story the way I'd intended. So I might just wait until I've got those finished. AZ let me read the first couple books last year. I'm still doing some editing on some of them. And I just, I really need to know how this ends. See, that's the thing. I don't want to end up letting people down, so I'll just keep plugging away until I'm done. Hey, anyone remember those Dosa Keys commercials from like 15 years ago? Was it those most interesting man in the world ones? Yes! Those ones! Uh, What about them? Well, nothing. They just came to mind for some reason. Anyway, Mike was talking about the episode? Yeah, the tone of the script is Oh wait! I totally forgot! This episode contains the first official appearance of Skeevy Mike. (laughs) It's where Mike got his nickname. Yeah, how could I have forgotten? Anyway, the tone is You know what? We may as well just throw to the episode. I don't want listeners to get bored of us talking about it and bail before we even get going. Okay, here we go. Welcome back, dear listeners. Tonight, we find Dick alone at his desk, 
well after the midnight hour. A cigar burns away in an ashtray, basically an imported stick of Xylor incense at this point. Dick is working on a space crossword, and it's got him stumped. He's sipping on a glass of whiskey when suddenly a call comes through on his transmitter. Damn it. What's a six-letter word for an easily fooled simpleton? What? Do you know what time it is? Hello? What the? Then he hears footsteps in the hallway approaching his office. A silhouette steps in front of the distorted glass window of his door. The figure stoops down and slides something under the door, then quickly walks away. Dick jumps to his feet and throws his door open, but already the figure is out of sight. He looks back at the document left on the ground. Huh. Looks like I've got myself a new assignment from the Galactic Investigative Force. Huh. Or maybe not. Jif doesn't use Comic Sans. Mr. Rogers, please forgive my preference for distancing myself from your office. I have a case which requires extreme delicacy, and I hope that you feel up to the task. Please meet me at the Golden Lounge in Sector 12 tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. I will meet you at the bar. P.S. I am partial to dirty martinis. Also in the envelope is a matchbook for the Golden Lounge. Dick mulls over the offer. He did just finish his last assignment, and he wasn't getting anywhere with the crossword. But he was also tired and kind of just wanted to watch the space ball game tomorrow. But curiosity got the better of him. He found himself seated at the bar of the Golden Lounge just before 7 o'clock the next night, dressed in a smart suit with a dirty martini in front of the seat next to him. Is this seat taken? A bombshell in a black sequined dress stands next to him. Green skin, blue hair, pixie wings. The personification of the sound... Sorry, I'm actually waiting for someone, but maybe you can keep the seat warm while I wait. Dick Rogers, I need you. Wow, coming on a little strong, sweetheart. I do like my women fiery. No, you're misunderstanding me. I'm the person you're here to meet. You don't give up, do you? Okay, well, when I'm done with my meeting, I'll come find you, and we can blow this popsicle stand. Mr. Rogers. Okay, okay, fine, you've worn me down, but... Just a quick one. I don't have a lot of time. Ah. I'm sorry I had to do that, but I didn't seem to be getting through to you. I'm the one that left that letter for you. Letter? What, this letter? The very one. Dick does his best to pull himself together, clearing his throat and sliding the dirty martini to the mystery woman. So, uh... Do you have a name? Zyla Zarlo. Beautiful. Uh, 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 You said you have a case for me. Yes. Mr. Rogers... Please, call me Dick. Dick? I love the way you say my name. As I wrote in the letter, I have a case which requires some delicacy. I think you'll find I am very capable of handling delicate things. May I continue? Please. I need your help finding my father. He has been kidnapped. He was last seen yesterday afternoon leaving the laundromat when a dark hovercraft pulled up and two thugs pulled him in. 
And do you know who could have done this? I know exactly who it was. Who? Simon Cortez. The billionaire? Well, heir to the billionaire fortune, but yes. And, and what does a billionaire want with your father? Well, we may have something that belongs to him. Which is? His family jewels. You have what? The, the Galaxia Sapphire, a, a family heirloom. And how did you come to possess his family jewels? Well, we found it in a safe hmm. guarded by security droids. So you stole it. <laughs> Seems like low-hanging fruit. Well, this is why I say the case requires some delicacy. I could not very well go to the GIF, but if something isn't done, I'm certain they will murder my father. So give the Galaxia Sapphire back. Well, I intend to, but I need your help. What is there to help with? Seems simple, it's just a trade-off. No, that's the problem. I will need to return the Sapphire and free my father without Cortez finding out. And why is that? It's in my programming. If I see Cortez, it will engage a system override that will render me helpless. I'm a cyborg. Cyborg? Nice. And I happen to know that there's a party on his comet tonight. Well, I don't know if we have time for a party, but if you insist... The party is part of... You know what? Just shut up and let me explain. As Dick and Zyla put their heads together to work on their plan, let's take this moment to hear a message from our sponsors. Can I go to Jimmy's house? No. Can I shave the dog? No. Can I express my opinions as freely as my brother? Absolutely not. Are you tired of running yourself ragged, running a household? Why not give the Say No More a try? Our advanced voice recording technology allows you to say no more. No. 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 Not liking the finality of the no? This device comes with three programmable buttons, allowing you to pick the level of declination. No, go ask your father. Eh, maybe. No, I thought about it and it's definitely a no. The Say No More is a lifesaver. I use it for everything. My kids, the dog, my husband, and especially pushy door-to-door salesmen trying to unload the latest home innovation. It used to really wear on me, mustering the energy to continue saying no. Now it's as simple as... Hell no! With just three easy payments of $19.99, the Say No More can be yours. Call now to get in the know and get your life back today. And now back to the show. Having formulated a plan, the duo gather their equipment and head to the docks in search of the space ferry to the comet. Okay, now this could be tricky. We need to find the ferry to Cortez's comet. Ferry to Cortez's comet! That must be it. Let's go! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold up there, bud! I'm gonna have to see an invitation. I... I... I, I'm kind of here, uh, somewhere. Step aside, Dick. Oh, shoot! My chauffeur seems to have lost my invitation. Whatever will I do? Chauffeur... Oh. Sorry, ma'am. Oh, it's so terrible. I'm distraught. I guess I'll just go home and cry myself to sleep. Uh, I, uh, uh, of course, ma'am. A- absolutely. Of-, of course. 
you were invited right, yeah, right this way. Thank you so much, sir. Come, Alfred. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Alfred. Comfortably seated at the front of the space ferry, the two wait for the remainder of the guests, and then the ferry departs. In the distance, they can see the comet, a fiery mass glittering with lights and somehow shaped like a human skull. As the space ferry docks inside the airlock, Dick grabs Zyla by the arm, allowing the other passengers to disembark before them. Stay back, Zyla. We'll go around the back. And uh, maybe while we're back there... Watch it, Alfred. Cortez's mansion is immense. Bright light streams from the open windows, and inside a band is playing the Zenglorpian Blues. The pair make their way to the rear of the building, musing on how best to get in when they happen upon two guards. Shh! Someone's coming! Hush! Listen! Then, if I get five more people to sign up, that'll bump me to Double Diamond. Really, we should get dinner sometime, and I can tell you about how you can be your own boss. Where did I put that? Oh, here. No. 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 Okay, hon, that's fine. Just let me know if you have any questions. These parties are the worst. Long sigh. I hate working overtime. I know. Cortez is so paranoid about all his valuables, especially after what happened during the last party. And for what? It's not like anyone would know how to access the panel to get into the vault anymore. Agreed. I don't like to brag about it, but I'm actually the one who came up with the new idea to use the vending machine as the secret door. No way. That's really neat. Did you also pick the combination out? Yep. But did I get a raise? Nope. Sucks. Hmm. I bet we could sneak in and get some of those little finger sandwiches. As the guard droids disappear from sight, Zyla shoves Dick off of her. Get your hands off! What? If I, if I hadn't quieted you, we wouldn't have gotten this valuable information. I don't think that level of embrace was necessary to quiet me. Uh, perhaps not. But we both know you're ten times stronger than me. You could have moved away if you wanted to. Zyla, look! The vending machine! That must be it. Damn, if, if only that droid had also said the combination. What are you doing, Zyla? Hmm. How'd you know that would be the combination? Simple. I knew it had to be something that a random passerby would never choose. Candy corn. Brilliant. Brilliant indeed, Zyla. Before Dick and Zyla enter the Hall of Jewels, let's take this moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Gosh, this chocolate is just too rich, and I hate the way it just melts in my mouth. I agree, Timmy. I hate when I'm eating candy, and I can't use it to pretend I have little fangs. You know what is also not great? Chocolate is yucky and brown like dirt. And these fruit candies are too stimulating. Three colors is enough. I like my candy to vaguely resemble vegetables. Yeah! 
Well, hey, kids, I couldn't help but overhear your predicament, and I think I have a solution. Have you tried candy corn? No, Skeevy Mike, what's that? It's a hard but soft honey-based candy made to vaguely resemble kernels of corn. And yes, Sarah, you can wear them like little things, you silly goose. Gee, that ticks all our boxes. Do you have any for us? Sure thing, kids. Just hop in the back of my magical candy van, and I'll give you all the candy corn you can eat. Yay! It's edible, too! Whee! Mites candy corn. Kids might love it. Get some today! Oh, what is with this stuff? It, it, it's like wax or something. It, it's disintegrating in my mouth, and... I had no idea you were supposed to... Yeah! <laughs> uh, welcome back from the break. <clears throat> we join Dick and Zyla as they enter through the hidden door of the Hall of Jewels. The walls of the hall sparkle with gems, jewels, and other space treasures piled high. Above them is a shattered glass ceiling boarded up with a sign reading No Exit. Zyla warns Dick to touch nothing just in time for him to knock over a golden gravy boat. Oops. Master, thank you for freeing me. Shh, I don't say another word. There's no time for that storyline, and we are dangerously close to copyright infringement. What? No, Jarazot is public domain. Yeah, but they did a whole genie in the bottle thing in last week's Prince Valiant comics. Besides, we really don't have time to address this this week, so if you could just, you know... Get back in. I can't believe this. Are you serious? I know, I know, I know. I'm terrible, but really, she'll bite my head off if I try to derail the story now. Maybe next week? Are you really going to do this to me? I've been stuck in that lamp for 2,000 years. What kill you to make a wish? I wish you would just be quiet and go back in the lamp. Your wish is my command. You have two wishes remaining. Finally. I'll just... Pocket this for later. Dick, over here. As Dick runs to join Zala in the next room, his eyes are immediately drawn to an empty pedestal showcased within a pillar of light in the center of the room. Don't move, Dick. There's a booby trap. To reveal the gem, you need to follow my instructions exactly. Okay. How, how will you know what to do? Well, I'm going to use my cyborg x-ray vision. I can see the mechanism that's in the floor. After scanning the panels of the floor, Zyla instructs Dick of the path he needs to take and mirrors him on the opposite side of the room. Perfect. Now on the wall beside you is a switch. On three, we will both flip our switches. One, two, three. A compartment in the pedestal slides open and an object emerges, hovering ethereally above the pedestal. The gem was so beautiful, Dick could hardly bear to take his eyes off of it. The stone, which he could only assume was the Galaxia Sapphire, was as large as a fist and the deepest shade of midnight blue. Within it, stars seemed to shine, and Dick swore he could make out actual nebulae and constellations within the precious gem. I... Is that... It's beautiful. It is. I, I, I thought you said you stole it. How did you put it back already? Oh, 
Uh, no, this is a fake. I have the real one in my bag. Come here. I need your help to return the gem. Dick stepped forward as he was directed, and as he did so, his foot pressed into the panel, which sunk into the floor about an inch. What the? Uh, Don't worry. That was supposed to happen. The security system requires two people to retrieve, and in our case, return the gem. Just hold tight while I make the switch. Oh, okay. Well, when you're done, can I have the fake one? That thing is amazing, and I think it'd be just the right touch for my office. Zyla turns her back to him and makes the switch, before facing him once more. Okay, Dick. I'm done, but don't move just yet. Sure thing. Wait, what's on the pedestal? Well, that's a space tennis ball. I don't understand. I thought you were switching the fake for the real one. Well, of course you thought that, because that's what I told you. But I lied. (laughs) What do you mean? You tricked me?! You witch! Now be careful, little Dickie. I'm going to explain something to you that may very well save your life. That panel that you're standing on is a trigger. Stepping on it began a security defense mechanism. However, when you step off of it, one of two things will happen. A. An alarm will sound, calling Cortez and all of his droid guards, or B. A laser will fire and fry you on the spot. Now, um, I'll be honest, I'm not sure which result that particular tile triggers, but I think that's more your problem than mine. And with that, Xyla uses her cyborg wings to hover into the air. How could you? Uh, What about your father? What what about Cortez? Oh, that was all just part of the ruse. I really do need to thank you, though. I couldn't have done it without you. (laughs) Why me? Oh, how could you? Oh, whatever shall I do? I I think I should just cry myself. Please, Rogers. (laughs) Don't embarrass yourself. I wrote the book on crocodile tears. Oh, yeah. That was this episode, wasn't it? Uh, Well, what did I ever do to you? Nothing, dear. I just wanted a chance to see the famous Dick Rogers space detective. And I'm glad I did. Between you and me, I hope we meet again, so be a doll and survive this, won't you, handsome? See you later, sucker. Zyla! Wait a second! That's it! A sucker. A six-letter word for easily fooled simpleton. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. Zyla! Zyla blows Dick a kiss and with a final wink soars through the hole in the glass ceiling. Ignoring the no exit sign, she disappears into space, leaving Dick alone in the Hall of Jewels. What is our intrepid hero to do when a mere step could have him disintegrated? If you want to find out, you'll have to join us next week for the next episode of Dick Rogers Space Detective. Thank you for joining us for this episode. But before we sign off, how about a final word from our sponsors? Yeah, no way am I getting that shot. Who knows what's in it? Did you just pick that hot dog up off the ground? Yeah, why? Do you find yourself in situations where you wish people would say less? New from the company that brought you the Say No More, we introduce the hearing fade. Sometimes confrontation is best avoided with cohabitation or forced symbiosis during employment. 
I believe her. She said taser. And sometimes, holding your tongue becomes a Herculean task. With the hearing fade, the newest product release from the Zithrax family of companies, you're able to reduce the volume of life. Wake up, sheeple. The government is just trying to take away our rights. With politics and social media, things are louder and more triggering than ever. Before the hearing fade, I bounced from job to job and marriage to marriage. I'm a busy lady. I don't have time for this. So I thought, what the heck? I ordered my hearing fade. My job performance has skyrocketed, and my relationships have never been better. Honey, uh, can I shave my beard down to a goatee? It also works great partnered with the Say No More. Hell no. See what I'm saying? That could have been an exhausting confrontation. But instead, I've got time to paint my nails tonight. Thanks, Hearing Fade. Keep your marriage, your job, and your sanity. Get your Hearing Fade today. Not intended for use while operating heavy equipment. Please seek medical attention if you experience any of the following with prolonged use, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, or death. When we start making compilations of episodes, that one's going to go on the... Now that's what I call Cliffhangers, Volume 1. Yeah, that one is especially abrupt. But hey, maybe we'll find the follow-up episode someday. That script is pretty high on my to-find list. But besides the ending, I just love the noir tone of it. It's not quite as hard-boiled as some of those old detective novels, but they managed to capture the feeling pretty well. Yes, the tone... Speaking of to find lists, did you see the latest post in the scripts found forum? <laughs> yes! There is some very exciting news for future episodes. But I think we're going to keep the podcast audience in at least as much suspense as the old radio show used to. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, guys. I've got to get going. I've got a meeting with one of the head scientists from CERN about some discoveries we've made lately. You see, I shared some theories I have about string theory and the potential for a multiverse, and it sounds like... Well, I don't want to bore you. No, no, no. Please, please go on. Sorry, gotta go. Thanks for having me on this episode, though. I hope we can do this again in the future. Yes, we'd love to have you back. Do you guys ever feel like an NPC in a video game? What do you mean? Like, you're going through your life, telling your own story, and suddenly you realize that if it was like a movie or a game or something, you definitely wouldn't be the main character. Yeah, all the time. Especially when I'm at work. I worked in a booth at a renaissance fair once when I was in my teens selling replica weapons. When I would hand someone their purchase, I would always say, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Now that's a classic. (laughs) And sometimes people wouldn't get it. I mean, Legend of Zelda wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but when they did get it, it was a lot of fun. But then one day I realized I was basically cosplaying a character that didn't even get to leave his cave in the video game. And I got super depressed about my life. Hmm. But, um, hey, life gets better, right? And if you're not the main character, you probably have less of a chance of being killed horribly in combat, or by rogue chickens, for that matter. (laughs) Those damn chickens. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for joining us for another episode of Dick Rogers Space Detective. If you're having as much fun as we are with Dick and his adventures, why not leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser? 
And next time you meet with scientists from CERN, or really any other sentient life form, make sure you share the theory that listening to Dick Rogers Space Detective is the most fun you can have with your clothes on. Or hell, listen naked, I don't care. And make sure you follow the show on social media. Hit them with the handles, skeevy Mike. I don't even sound like the guy. We're on Facebook at Dick Rogers Pod, on Instagram at Dick Rogers Space Detective, and Twitter at Rogers Space. And you can join the nerds on Patreon at patreon.com slash space underscore detective. And make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, which will make it much easier to join us for your next dick appointment. Same space time, same space place. (laughs) You know, you don't have to keep saying the dick appointment thing if you don't want to. In hindsight, it's pretty funny, so I'm just going to keep whipping it out. I wouldn't want to force a dick appointment on anyone, but if you're up for it, keep it coming. (laughs) (laughs) This episode's nerds are Angela Ventress as Eleanor, Guard Droid 1, Mom, and Sarah. Michael Storm as Mike Nutley and Ski V. Mike. Wendy Willward as Joanna, Announcer, and Sally. Emily Anderson as AZ Walter, Kevin, Jeannie, Say No More, and Greg. Nicholas Johnson as Dick Rogers and Husband. Jessica DeMaria as Zyla. And Logan Wright as Timmy, Ferryman, and Obnoxious Coworker. Dick Rogers and the Family Jewels was written by Jessica DeMaria. Sound design by Michael Storm. Music by Nicholas Johnson. Audio editing by Nicholas Johnson.